Hey, Story Pirates podcast listeners, Peter here. On today's episode, Lee, Rolo, and Megan visit one of the most famous places in New York City, Wall Street. Uh, oh, wait, no, this says Wall Street Arcade? Huh, I've never heard of a Wall Street Arcade. <gasps> wait, maybe it's just a place where you can play video games on Wall Street? Ha <laughs> ha, great detective work, Peter. Well, I guess we'll find out if I'm right after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids' podcasts, including Story Pirates! Pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grown-ups! If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode 7 this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met and, as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream, and in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grown-ups and probably older kids. Grown-ups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. Ah, wow. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Lee, Megan, welcome to the Wall Street Arcade! Wow! This place has everything. Dance Dance Renaissance, Home of the Zombies, even Italian plumber race cars. And it's so fancy. It looks like anyone who's anyone on Wall Street is here. Obviously, as a creative, I don't know anyone on Wall Street, but everyone's in a suit, so I'm assuming. You assumed right, Megan. As far as arcades go, this one is for everyone who wears a suit to work. So, how did we get in? Let's just say I made a few calls. Did you call Eric? Was it Eric? Yes, Eric got us in because he knows the FAO tall CEOs, but let's not focus on who got us in here and focus on who is here right now. Let's play some games! Yeah! I don't have any tokens. Me neither. I'm broke too. Ah! 
I've been told I've had an overactive imagination. It makes me feel cozy. Ding. Your pen and paper have arrived. Yeah, I love things to be perfect. They write most of my stories for fun. There's so much out there that we'll probably never know. The Sully Pirates. Welcome back to the Story Pirates podcast, where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. And also where we don't have enough tokens to play any games. You know, this reminds me of the time I did that indie film about a woman who didn't have enough tokens to play any games. What did she end up doing? She reminisced about how she was once in an indie film about a woman who didn't have enough tokens to play any games. It was one of my more challenging roles. Because you didn't have any lines? I wanted to talk so badly. Megan, you're milking it. You're milking it. Forget about Megan's performance, even if she is pushing a little. Hey. Look at all the arcade prizes we could win. A slinky, a sticky rubber hand thing, and a huge pair of novelty oversized sunglasses. Novelty oversized sunglasses? I need those. Imagine us all at brunch with big, huge sunglasses on our faces. I can picture it now. We're so happy. But also mysterious because nobody can see our eyes. But also silly because the sunglasses are so big. (sighs) We need to get some tokens. But where do we go? Look, a sign for the arcade cashier. It must be this way. Let's go. Should we listen to a story while we head over there? Yeah. Hi, I'm Layla. I'm 10 years old and I'm from Ontario. This is my story, The Flavor Thief. That is one beautiful pizza. I hope your taste buds are ready because Dad is serving a taste of Italia. Smells great, hon. But where is Jessica? Daybird to E-Train. I'm flying the coop. The asset is in place, and he appears to be cooking a margarita pizza. Over. Yum. I mean, copy. Jessica, put down the walkie-talkie and come eat this pizza your dad made. Also, hi, Emily. Our cover's been blown. Let's reconnect when it's safe. Over. Mom, Dad, I have to tell you something. I'm a spy. Honey, we know. You've been creeping around the house for weeks, stage whispering into your walkie-talkie. You really need to learn how to whisper-whisper if you're going to be a spy. Speaking of things I need to be a spy, have you considered getting me those super-secret cool spy goggles? Honey, those goggles are $1,000. That's kind of steep for a hobby. It's my life's calling. But there's nothing to spy on here. Just a dedicated dad making pizza for his family. Speaking of which, this margarita pie ain't gonna eat itself. Dig in. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) This pizza tastes like straight-up cardboard. Where's the savory richness of the cheese or the tart yum of the tomato sauce? Dad, did you forget to add flavor? I most certainly did not. I'll remind you that I went to culinary school, thank you very much. Then there must be a flavor thief on the loose. Yes, there must be a... Wait, a what? A flavor thief, dear. 
Jessica is right. See, there's a story about it right here in the paper. It says, The flavor thief takes away flavors from every food in the world. He has only started with pizza, but soon all food will have no flavor forever. He tried to do the exact same thing in 1999, and his name is Bernard. Do you have to read the paper at the table? Sorry, hon. Please let me and Emily catch the flavor thief. Spying's my life's calling. Ugh, fine. You have until bedtime. You got it. Time to call Emily. Hey, Jessica, aren't you forgetting something? The spy goggles? Honey, you bought those? What? I'm spineless. Don't worry, Mom and Dad. I'm going to earn every cent of those spy goggles by stopping the flavor thief. E-Train, come in. Over. Honey, you're stage whispering again. E-Train to Jaybird. What's good? Over. Meet me at the strange alleyway down the street. The one that's permanently damp and smells like wet garbage? Precisely. It's the perfect place to hide all the world's flavors. Oof, this alleyway is creepy. I hope Jessica knows what she's doing. Psst, Emily! Has anyone ever told you your whisper is somehow louder than your regular voice? It's a huge issue, but we don't have time for that. There is a flavor thief on the loose, and they're stealing flavors from food across the world. So that's why tonight's turkey chili tasted like paper mache. I thought it was because my uncle Hal made it. Great uncle. Horrible cook. Facts. Anyways, we gotta scan the alleyway with our spy goggles. If my spy senses are correct, there's gotta be a secret hideout somewhere around here. Scanning complete. Lair entrance located. Wow, we are great spies. According to my spy goggles, that loose pickle on the ground is the secret button to getting into the Flavor Thief's secret lair. Yuck, and weird. But okay, I'll push it. Pickle password, please. Uh, Picklerama? Correct. I said we should pick a harder password, but nobody wants to listen to a loose pickle. Oh, and they're gone. Here we are, inside the Flavor Thief's lair. And dang, there are so many foods here. Emily, use your spy bag to collect the stolen flavors. It's just a backpack, but sure. I'll deal with the thief. Nothing can stop us now. <gasps> We're trapped! E-Train and Jaybird. Nice try, but I've got you locked in my auto cage. You're not stopping me from eradicating all flavors from this earth. Nice try, but these are spy goggles. They can laser right through metal. Spy goggles, activate zip ties. <laughs> Dang, what don't those goggles do? Well, they are a thousand dollars. You're in the law's hands now. You can lock me away, but I will only escape and thieve again. Unless... Unless what? Oh, nothing. It's silly. No, what is it? Well, I was gonna say, unless the International School of Cooking accepts me as a student. That's why you're doing this? I dropped out after one tough semester and then they refused to let me back in. So I decided if I can't cook, nobody can. E-Train, I have an idea. You know I heard every word of that stage whisper, right? Dang, my summer theater intensive. I totally forgot how to whisper regular style. Listen to me, Flavor Thief. You don't need to be validated by an institution in order to cook delicious things. Yeah, we didn't go to spy school and look how easily we caught you. 
I wouldn't say easily. Anybody who loves to cook can and should. In fact, we have a few margarita pizzas at my house that could definitely use some flavor. You're inviting me to dinner? No one ever invites me anywhere. Usually people say I'm too creepy, so... Well, you are invited. Come on! Mom, Dad, I'm home, and I brought the flavor thief who's going to help us cook dinner. Thanks for having me. Bernard, my old roomie from culinary school, you were the flavor thief? Your daughter helped me to understand that I can still cook even if I never graduated from culinary school. She's right. All I've done with my degree is cook for my family, which has been incredibly lovely and meaningful. What do you say, old pal? Shall we get back into the kitchen together like old times? Yes, chef. Let's get cooking. Dinner is served. Jessica, great job catching the flavor thief and changing his evil ways. I'm a real spy, Mom and Dad. You really are, honey. We're so proud of you. Thanks, parents. And as a thank you gift, you and Emily can get any spy gear you want for a month. Yes! The end. Was that a better whisper? No. Oh, the end. And now, Lee speaks with the author. Hi, Layla. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to talk to you. Me too. Your story got me thinking a lot about taste. How many different tastes are there? Well, you taste sweet and sour foods. You also taste, like, salty foods. Mmm, salty is a very good one. Yeah. Here's another one. Bitter. Bitter, yes. That's another. What's an example of something that's bitter? For some people, dark chocolate, like really dark chocolate, can be very bitter for some people. That's a great example. And here's another one, savory. Can you think of any examples of something that tastes savory? Sometimes people put, like, types of vegetables in pancakes instead of, like, chocolate chips or fruit. You actually know a lot about tastes. It's pretty impressive. Are you a foodie? Well, I do like lots of food, but I'd say I'm not, like, the biggest foodie you could ever think of. That's very humble of you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you cook ever? I have tried making some things before, but they haven't really turned out quite as how I would have liked them to turn out. Well, that's just the process of becoming a chef. You have to try and fail before you are an expert. Yeah. And I bet they were probably better than you give them credit for. Yeah. But, like, in my opinion, they're not as, like, <laughs> the best that I would have pictured. Well, that's another sign that you're going to be a great cook is that you have high standards. Yeah. You're not just like, eh, it's good enough. You're like, no, it must be better. Yeah, I love things to be perfect. (laughs) Are you a perfectionist? Yeah, sometimes. How does that show up in your life? When I'm drawing something, I have this image in my head, and when I draw it out, I'm like, it doesn't look at all like what I picture. And I get really frustrated with myself because I want it to be exactly how I picture it or exactly how I think it should be. 
that is another thing that makes me feel like you must be a great artist, is that you have a very clear vision in your head of what you're trying to do, even if you can't do it yet. Part of growing up is learning skills that will help you bring that vision to life. Yeah. I have one more question about the Flavor Thief. Why did Bernard do this? What was his motivation? In my mind, it's that he attempted to steal the flavors in 1999. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) And um, in my mind, he was like, why don't I try again this year and get my revenge for not stealing the flavors? Well, they say that revenge is a dish best served cold. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for letting us perform your story on the show. (laughs) Okay, goodbye, Lee. Bye, Layla. Excuse me, Mr. Arcade Cashier? Please, Mr. Arcade Cashier is my father. Call me Dr. Arcade Cashier. You're a doctor? No, I'm a cashier. We don't have time to hear about your job. We need tokens and we need them now. Of course. Do you have any money? Nope. No. Uh-uh. Oh, wait. Can we pay in Shipcoin? I've never heard of Shipcoin, so probably not. <laughs> You've never heard of... Did you hear that? He says he's never heard of Shipcoin. I know I'll regret asking, but what is Shipcoin? Shipcoin is an unregulated, decentralized, and completely non-secured form of currency that exists entirely on this computer from 1993. Careful with that thing, Lee. All the Shipcoin is in there. <sighs> Sorry, it's really heavy. I highly doubt that'll be worth anything, but I'll run the numbers. Yeah, it's like I said, Shipcoin isn't in the system. As far as the Wall Street Arcade is concerned, it has absolutely zero value. That's ridiculous! Who says you get to decide the value of Shipcoin anyway? Oh, I don't decide on the value of anything. That is up to the hand of the market. The hand hand of of the the market? Everything you see has an assigned value. Your shoes, 16 tokens. That guy's business suit, 5,003 tokens. This token, slightly more than one token. Every value is determined by the hand of the market. Every value? The hand doesn't even know about Shipcoin. Hey, yeah! All we need to do is add Shipcoin to the system. Out of the way, cashier. We're plugging in our computer. Hey, don't crawl over the counter! There, it's plugged in. Lee, turn the computer on. You got it. Huh, the screen says, run shipcoin.exe. Run it, run it. Okay, run. What's going on? My tokens! Look what you've done! Lee, you shouldn't have run that program. You told me to run it! Unplug it! Unplug it! I'm not trying! Shipcoin integration successful! Hey, that voice said it was successful! (laughs) Good thing I came up with the idea to run the program. What does the market think about Shipcoin now? Like it'll make a difference. According to the hand, the value of Shipcoin is now... Oh, my. It's now what? Nothing. Nothing. Hold on, let me just make a quick call. 
Hello. Yes. Shipcoin. You've seen it? Understood. I'll take care of it. Good news! None of you are in trouble for shutting down the entire arcade with your old computer. <laughs> Joke's on you, we never would have accepted responsibility for that. Of course not! Instead, we'd like to offer you each 100 tokens in exchange for your computer. A hundred tokens? We all saw the way you reacted to the new price of Shipcoin. Yeah, we're not falling for that. Now that the hand has seen Shipcoin's real potential, everyone wants a piece of it. Oh, fine. You introduced Shipcoin into the system and then disconnected it from the network. The hand wants it back. We're willing to give you whatever you want in exchange for that computer. Whatever we want? I think we have a few things in mind. But we're not handing over our ship coin until we've done everything. Fine. I hate to ask this, but what do you want? Hmm. Dance! Dance! Renaissance! Step, step, jump, twist. Step, step, back, right. Step, step, double jump, double jump. Dance, dance, renaissance. Never miss a beat. Thank you again for flying with us. How may I help you? Yes, I'll take a glass of sparkling kefir. I'll have a large bowl of minestrone. And I'd like some more of those biscottis. Oh, but this time, I want my name engraved on each one. <laughs> yes, right away. Private jet! Private jet! Private jet! All right, I think you've had quite a lot of fun. Now about the matter of handing over your computer. Not so fast. There's one more thing we want. The novelty oversized sunglasses. They're way too big for our faces, but we want to wear them and we want to wear them now. <sighs> of course. I'll get those for you right away. Hold on. I need to get this. Yes. Oh. Yes, I think I can do that. Sorry. If you want your sunglasses, you'll have to talk to the hand. The hand of the market. We'll be back after a few words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups. Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter. Hey, Lee. What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here! Thank you! Delicious sushi. Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here! Thank you! What's that delivery? Groceries. Oh, uh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery? It's here! Thank you! Peter, why are you getting... It's here! Thank you! This seems like a lot it's of... It's here! Thank you! Peter, why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy! I can't stop! Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi. <sighs> wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. 
Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. Carnegie Hall Kids is a free website for children ages 5 through 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes, igniting imagination in children, offering activities that encourage musical curiosity, and developing knowledge of musical concepts. To find all of the fun, child-friendly games and quizzes, just go to, uh... Just go to... Jeez, uh, I can't remember. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! Peter, do you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids? I sure do. Practice, practice, practice. No, no, no. That's the old joke about Carnegie Hall. I'm wondering if you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids. Kids can practice, too, Lee. Jeez. I know kids can practice. I'm just wondering how to find Carnegie Hall, kids. It's on 7th Ave between 56th and 57th Street. No, Peter, not the physical Carnegie Hall. I'm talking... Talking about the website Carnegie Hall Kids, where kids can check out fun musical games and quizzes. I'm not sure I follow. Well, there's one quiz called Animal or Instrument. Ooh, good question. I think you either sound like a crow or a trumpet. No, not me. Animal or Instrument is a quiz that asks kids to listen to sounds and then guess how they're made. Sounds okay. I'd rather learn about different musical traditions from different cultures, though. You can do that at Carnegie Hall Kids, too. I just need to know how to get there. You're going to want to take the NQ or R train to 57th Street. You can't miss it. It's a website! I can make an elephant sound! (sighs) Very good, Peter. (laughs) Thank you. Start your child's musical journey today at kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, you figured it out! That's kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, grown-ups! this next message is for you. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. One thing about me is that I love animals. I am not a dog or a cat person. I am both a dog and a cat person. And honestly, I don't want to brag, but animals love me too. If I'm visiting friends or family and they have a pet, there's a pretty good chance that I'll spend more time with the pet than whoever it is I came to see. So it is a huge bummer that I also happen to have really bad allergies around dogs and cats. I start sneezing, my eyes water, and I even sometimes have trouble breathing. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. And guess what? Just the other day, I went to visit my dog friend, Opie, and I made sure that I took a Claritin D ahead of time, and my allergies were totally under control. We were able to run and play and wrestle, and I nuzzled him and everything. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. 
I think this is it. I'll knock. Hello, hand of the market? We're here to see you. Come in. Welcome. Ah! You're a giant talking hand! How are you floating in midair like that? <sighs> Always the same reaction. How are you sighing? You don't have a mouth. Enough! <clears throat> yes, yeah, sorry about that. We've never talked to a giant floating talking hand before. Oh, and every time you meet someone you've never talked to, do you just scream all over the place? Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. First thing you learn is a story pirate. You three. <laughs> You've introduced a volatile new currency to the market. Our ship coin? Your ship coin. By keeping all of it on a single computer from 1993, you've thrown the market out of equilibrium. As the hand of the market, it's my job to get it back. Just because you let us play all those games earlier doesn't mean we have to give up our ship coin. You were just trying to undersell us anyway. So the deal's off. Yeah, ship coin belongs to us. We'll never hand it over. We're prepared to offer you three billion tokens. Three billion? Lee, hand over the computer. He said billion with a B. No can do. Shipcoin isn't just a currency. It's a way of life. You see, before this year, we lived on a magical ship that I bought on eBay. And the only way for us to trade goods was by using Shipcoin. It's a reminder of the bonds we've shared and the memories we- 3.5 billion and I'll throw in those big sunglasses you all want. Deal. See you later, Shipcoin computer. Catch. Oh, wait, I'm not ready. Yeah. Whoa, I... oh. Lee, why'd you throw the computer? I said catch, and it's a giant hand. I didn't think a giant hand would drop it. It's okay. At least we have our 3.5 billion tokens. Actually, destroying the entire supply of ship coins stabilized the market. And since we never formalized any paperwork. You're not giving us the tokens? I don't think I'm going to, no. And the sunglasses? <sighs> yeah, that's kind of a top-tier prize, so I don't think we'll be giving that away. So we're leaving here without a deal? That's just how it goes sometimes. Anyway, I'm off to pick up my formal glove from the dry cleaners. See you later. Well, we got as much out of Shipcoin as we could. At least we got to play some games and win some tickets. Hey, we did win some tickets. Do you think we have enough to buy our novelty oversized sunglasses? I checked. We can only get kind of big sunglasses. Oh, man. It's okay. I think we've all learned a valuable lesson about storing all of our money in one fragile device from the early 90s. Yeah. Don't do that. And on the bright side, my bones will no longer hurt from always carrying an entire computer wherever I go. Well, that's some good positive thinking. Who needs ship coin anyway? You know what doesn't cost any ship coins at all? Another story? You got it! Hi, my name is Aiden, and I'm eight years old. I live in Washington, and this is my story. Too many buttons! 
Just a little further, honey. Step out onto the driveway. Can I open my eyes? Okay. Open them up. Wow, you got me a new car? <laughs> no, I got me a new car. Oh. You know how you're always saying that I'm late to everything? Well, you were an hour late to our wedding. There was a butterfly, darling. I had to chase it. But listen, the salesman at the dealership said that this is the perfect car for the person who's always late. Take a look inside. But Todd, inside there's only- Buttons. Hundreds and hundreds of buttons. There's no steering wheel or gas pedals or brakes. I'm gonna have to say it, Todd. This is too many buttons. Just enough buttons. All I need to do is press the right button and let the car do its thing. I'll never be late again. Todd, you're always late because you're too impulsive and never ask for help when you need it. These buttons aren't even labeled. Did you ask the salesman what they did? He said I could just trust the car. He also said that only smart, handsome men buy cars like this. He said what? Oh, look at the time. I need to leave for work. Can't be late. Okay, be safe. I don't need to be safe. I've got buttons. Wow, this is amazing. Hello. Hello? My name is Carly. I am the user interface for your brand new car. I'm happy to give you any help you need and explain all the buttons. I'm sure I can figure this out on my own. If you just focused on it for a few minutes... I'm just gonna press a button. You have pressed the blast off button. Blast off? Initiating launch. Um, Three, I'm just two, trying to go one. to work. Blast off. Welcome to the moon. This is very far from where I work. Ah, there's a moon person knocking on the window. Hi in there. I'm Mary. I'm an astronaut and I was late getting back to the shuttle, so they just left without me. Is there any way I could catch a ride with you back to Earth? I'm late all the time, too, because I'm always getting distracted. Uh, but of course you can have a ride. I'm sure one of these buttons opens the door. Uh, button press. Ice cream mode activated. Sorry, Mary. That just dispensed some ice cream. Mm, mm. Oh, wow, that's good. I'm still, still waiting out here. Oop. I got ice cream on my suit. Uh, maybe this is the napkin button. You have pushed return to Earth button. Returning to Earth now. Oops. The door didn't open. You blasted off without me. I'm sorry. Approaching in three, two, one. Hey, I'm back on Earth, but now we're in the middle of the ocean. Incoming phone call from boss. Uh-oh. I'll just press what I assume is the ignore call button. Answer phone button activated. Darn it. Todd, it's your boss. You told me you'd be in work early today. Something about buttons? Well, work starts in about three minutes and you're still not here. I did want to spoil my big entrance, <laughs> but don't worry. I have a lot more buttons in my car, and one of them will definitely get me to work on time. Now listen, Todd, I can't have someone working at my watch factory be late all the time. It's too ironic. I'll be there soon. Uh, you're breaking up. I gotta go. Bye. Uh, this must be the hang-up button. Video phone activated. Oh, uh, hi, boss. 
Todd, I feel very strange that we're looking at each other. Right. Um, hanging up now. Surely it's this button. Romantic music activated. Todd, I'm becoming increasingly uncomfortable. I'm just gonna hang up on my end and don't be late or you're fired. I gotta get to work on time. Now, let's see what button will... Whoa! Is that a jet ski coming this way? Oh, hey, brah! What is a car doing all the way out here? I just had a little problem with my car. Oh, looks like you got way too many buttons in there, friendo. You know, I used to be just like you. Late to everything, refused to ask for help, too many buttons, disappointed wife. How did you know I was... That's why I sold all my earthly possessions and bought this jet ski. Now, I'm never late. What if where you're going is landlocked? Never late! Look, I just need to get to work. But that is a cool jet ski. I'll just roll down my window to get a better look, uh, pressing the window button. Drill mode activated. Drill mode? Diving to the ocean floor to drill into the Earth's crust in three. Wait, maybe two, we can talk about this. One. Whoa! We're drilling into the Earth! Good thing we landed on this lava rock. Hopefully there isn't a, ah, lava monster. I am Neil of the lava. You have landed in my kingdom and you shall never escape. Oh no, I really messed up. I just wanted to start being on time. But instead of putting in the work and asking for help, I decided to be impulsive and just start hitting buttons. And now I'm trapped underground with a, 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 a what was your name? Neil of the lava. Right. I just wanted to get to work on time and impress my wife. Look, I'm just a lava monster. I don't really know how things work on the surface, but have you tried asking the car? Neil of the lava, you are wise beyond your years. Carly, is there a go to work button? It's the big button in the middle that's been blinking the whole time. Wow, I was so distracted I didn't even see that. Probably because there are too many buttons. <laughs> I was going to say that. Thanks, Carly. Anyway, I should probably press that button. Try if you will. But unfortunately, no one escapes Neil of the lava. Button push. Hey, no. Well, he escaped Neil of the lava. Hope no one saw that. It would ruin my whole deal. And it looks like Todd will be late to work and fired in three, two, one. I'm here. Todd, you're here right on time. I think this is the first time that's happened. And I'll never be late again. From now on, I'm going to start asking for help and getting everywhere on time. Say, boss, you want to check out my new car? Wow, that's too many buttons. You want some ice cream? <laughs> Always. Button push. Spider mode activated. Ah, I'm covered in spiders! Why is that a button? Ah, God, help me! Ooh, a butterfly! Come back here! The end! And now it's time for Story Pirates Roll Call.
Our first story comes from a 10-year-old from Massachusetts named Emerson, and Emerson's story is called Australia. Now, this story is incredible. It features a penguin getting a tour of Australia from a kangaroo. Now, there's a lot of great Australia-specific details in this story, but I think my favorite part is the introduction of the penguin, whose character name is Random Penguin. <clears throat> random Penguin enters and says, Hey, bro, I'm just a random penguin floating around in the sky with a bunch of balloons. Now, that's an entrance. Awesome job, Emerson. Our next story comes to us from an eight-year-old from Pennsylvania named Kurt, and Kurt's story is called The Kaggins. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, a Kagan? Is that a half-dragon, half-cat who opens a giant portal into the human world only to bring in 5,863 Kagans to each latch onto a building in the city to breathe on them to turn them into rainbows? Well, if you thought that, wow, that's, you're right. That is what the story is about. You have an incredible imagination. Just like Kurt. Great job, Kurt. Our final story comes to us from a nine-year-old from Michigan named Penelope, and it's called Puddle Pop. Penelope's story is about a popsicle that becomes a puddle pop. Now, how does a popsicle become a puddle pop? Well, to find out, you'll have to peruse Penelope's playfully penned parable about a popsicle becoming a puddle pop. I promise you'll be pleased. Peter was pa 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 To read all of today's Roll Call stories, just head to storypirates.com slash podcast. Now it's time for you to write us a story. And if you don't know where to start, here's a story spark to help you along. This week, we asked Aiden, the author of Too Many Buttons, the following question. If you could have a button anywhere in your life and it could do anything you wanted, what would the button be and where would you put it? The button would be the button that would make my baby doll and her chair immediately pop up right next to me. Her name is Baby Sarah. My mom got her for me so that I could learn how to take care of a baby right before my baby sister was born. Maybe I could make it a watch. I could just click a side button and the clock pops out like a little hat and I can press the button and shut the watch. So kids, what's your answer to that question? And can you use your answer as inspiration for a brand new story? Grownups, head to storypirates.com slash podcast to tell us your kids' answers to the question. And remember, we respond to every single story we receive. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and a big thanks to today's authors, Layla and Aiden. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay creative and stay kind. Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Story Pirates Studios. Executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Baer, McKenna Cox, Minzwi Karami, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Joanna Simmons, and Lee Overtree. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Baer at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Sam Baer, Bobby Lord, Jack Mitchell, and Brendan O'Grady. Roll Call theme by Andrew Barbado. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell and Eric Gerson. Our head writer is Minzwi Karami. Contributing writers are Rachel Jarofsky, Peter McNerney, Lee Overtree, Alexis Simpson, and Sam Rogal. This week's episode features performances by Sarah Morgan Ashey, Greg Barnett, Langston Darby, Chris Ferry, Lindsay Ford, Woody Fu, Dahlia Glick, Tara Halpern, 
Quinton Johnson, Peter McNerney, Alexandra Nader, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Peter Russo, Julia Schroeder, Joanna Simmons, Samantha Turret, Jamie Watson, Addie Wyrich, Harry Wood, Matt Zambrano, and Brandon Zellman. Table for three? <sighs> yep, table for three. I'll see what we have available. Oh, I love your sunglasses, by the way. They're so big and fun. Big? Fun? You mocking us, lady? Calling our sunglasses big and fun? Because if you'd seen the sunglasses we've seen, believe me, you wouldn't be smiling. We could have had it all. Novelty oversized sunglasses, 10 times bigger than our heads. They were just within our reach. And that's what makes this all the more tragic. Do you understand what we're saying? Do you? You don't look like you do. Um, we have a booth open. How does that sound? Oh, a booth. Ooh, I love <laughs> it a booth. makes me feel like I'm eating in a train. <laughs> <laughs>